Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Splash Weather Repel Premium Windshield Wash features a 3-in-1 formula that repels rain, sleet, snow, and bugs while leaving a streak-free shine. And its advanced beating technology keeps you seeing safely all year long. See safely on the road when you apply a little splash. Pick some up at Walmart today. I just heard some good news, but not for you. This week on the Story Song Podcast. I hear the tale of Nolan's glory. Three friends who took real. All the songs that tell a story. It's the Story Song Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. Every episode on this show, we walk you through a story song. And this week, uh, we're doing How Am I Supposed to Live Without You by Laura Branigan. Uh, this is a story song, but this is a particular subset of story song that I am a huge fan of um, that we've, I, I've mentioned in the past, which is a story song that talks directly to me, the listener at home, uh, because it is, it's asking me, how am I supposed to live without you? And in fact... Laura has several other questions uh, <laughs> yeah. directed my way that I could choose to answer or not answer uh, if I wanted. Dan just wants um, to feel included, everyone. <laughs> he feels left out sometimes. I'm just saying, you know, like, for instance, she may say something like, you know, uh, how am I supposed to live without you or, you know, uh, or anything like that. Um, and I will confess that there are times when I, you know, driving my car. Maybe I'll pipe up. Maybe I'll try to slip in an answer. Uh, just like I don't know. I don't know yeah. how. Look, I don't know what to tell you. But I will. I will uh, say this about this song. I. It, it, I mean, this song is basically a pop standard at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so many people have recorded it, and it's one of those songs that I always just assumed was a really sad song about, like, like a sad breakup song. Right. Um. Mm-hmm. And that, like, I've listened to a thousand times, and then there's one time I was. It's it's such like a powerful breakup song that you almost not that you don't pay attention to the verse, but like right. it gets lost in in the chorus. And uh, I was listening to it uh, this one time and really actually paying attention. Like, yeah, you know how I like walk down city streets and just rock out to really sad ballads. Oh yeah, that's your We'd, deal. That's my that's thing. Your, yeah, that's was I jam. pretending to be in my own music video and like singing along to it? Maybe doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, Forcing a single tear down your eye, yeah, totally. down your cheek, yeah, totally. We um, were people staring? I don't care. Um, <laughs> Michael, I just want to say that that's very embarrassing. What you're confessing to <laughs> says the man who answers questions that people <laughs> ask in songs. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, continue. so the. There were, it, it was one of those songs where as I was listening, really paying attention to the lyrics one time, 
or to the verse, I you kind of realize like, oh, there's a story here. Right. So, you know, I was pleasantly yeah. surprised to find that it is a story song. Well, with that in mind, Michael, yeah. why don't you tell us the, the story of this story song? Uh, a woman, Laura Brannigan, learns that someone she loves is leaving um, as the person that she loves has fallen in love with someone else. Mm-hmm. And she, I don't want to say she confronts him, but she confronts this person with uh, the very important question and mm-hmm. a series of other questions. How am I supposed to live without you? And that's that's pretty much it. Great. That's the, that's, that's, that's the basic story. We'll get into the nuances. That's what we do. And then we'll, then we'll talk about a thousand other things that have nothing to do with the song. <laughs> that's, I'm just going to summarize the show. I could hardly believe it when I heard the news today. I had to come and get it straight from you. They said you were leaving. Someone swept your heart away. From the look upon your face, I see it's true. So tell me all about it. Tell me about the plans you're making. Then tell me one thing more before I go. Tell me how am I supposed to live without you? Now that I've been loving you so long. I can hardly believe it when I heard the news today. And right off the top, I just want to say, Laura, for the last like year or so, I agree. Uh, <laughs> every day. That's what I say every time day, I open a newspaper. Yeah. When I hear the news, I'm just like, I can't believe it. I yeah. can't believe it. Same, um, same Laura. <laughs> it's uh, Thrill uh, 2020 energy, uh, as the kids might say. This is a story um, about a person who is standing outside of a newsstand and just mm-hmm. people walking up to buy their own newspaper, and she's just standing there like, I could, I could hardly believe it. I just couldn't believe Did it. Did you read this? Um, I can't believe this. Can you believe this? And the other customers are like, I haven't, I haven't gotten the newspaper yet. <laughs> yeah. Lady, this isn't a library. Move along, okay? <laughs> the other customers are like, spoiler alert. Spo- <laughs> Lady, you're spoiling the news. No one wants to buy a newspaper. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Uh, so uh, I can hardly believe it when I heard the news today. I had to come and get it straight from you. So, like, we're first line of this song, we're in it. Like, we're like, this is good songwriting. This is right. There, there's Cut intrigue. Cut to the chase. Yeah. Cut into the chase. Yeah, I mean, basically in like songwriting, you know, you don't want like a prologue, right? right. You don't, you don't want to like start with like what kind of ease people into it, you know, do like a ten minute like fun thing at the top so people get to know the characters. You got to jump right <laughs> in. You don't have a lot of time, right? You know what I mean? Um, no establishing shots. Exactly. We go media res. We're right into it. So I had to come and get it straight from you again. I'm in my car listening to this song like, oh, Laura, I'm glad that you've come. I'm glad you've come to me. Um, yeah. I don't know what we're talking about yet, but I'm glad you're you're coming straight to me. Dan McInerney, listener of this song. Th- yeah. Thank you for respecting me enough. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> to come right thank to you, me. Right. That this is a sign of respect that you've come to talk to me through my radio. Right. <laughs> um, so I had to come and get it straight from you. They said you were leaving. Someone swept your heart away 
from the look upon your face, I know it's true. Now, I see it's true. I see it's true. I, we talked about this on the REO Speedwagon. I, I was, I'm Sorry. glad you brought it, brought it up. Yes. Right. Here's my, and I'm going to ask the same question again. Yeah. Because this has now come up more than once. Who are these people? Who, <laughs> who are these people? Who are the they? Rachel, let's let's do a little playlist here. Okay. okay. Oh, this is so, fun. Let's say it's you know everyone it's everyone's vaccinated. Yeah. All right. You and I are meeting on the street face yes. to face. Uh, for the first time. Like, yeah, for the first <laughs> time in a met. long time. No, we've never met. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, we, I'm like, I'm an acquaintance, let's say, okay? Yes. So we come up, and it's like, oh, Rachel, hey, how you been? Oh, I've been good. Oh, that's great. Hey, by the way, uh, the person you love is leaving you forever, um, and I just thought you should know that. Anyway, bye, see you later. What? How is this a conversation <laughs> that people have with each other? I I'm don't understand. I'm never coming to this bank again. <laughs> who, are these, who are these faceless, nameless theys? Who are imparting this information to people? I don't. I would never. Even if I knew such an inf- such a bit of information, would you ever go to someone and tell them that, or would mm. you say maybe like, "Hey, have you talked to so and so lately? Have you, t- have you talked to Johnny? Anything uh, going on there? I, like you don't just like drop that info, right? I, or am I wrong? I mean, I, uh, I would. I oh, think you would. I'm that person. I think I'd be like right. this. <laughs> Hey, you, did you speak to Johnny? No. Okay. No. Okay. Mm. It's just you should probably speak to Johnny. <laughs> right. But that's what, what I'm okay, saying. Okay, I'm just saying you should probably speak. You know what? I'm going to tell you, but when you find out, like, don't say it's from me. <laughs> I, don't say it's from me. Or, or it could be, I think it could be like a word on the street kind of thing. Like she's hearing it from a bunch of people or she's like, she's at a party. And she's just right. sort of standing there at the punch bowl because they have, I think they have punch bowls at parties. And she's pouring herself like eggnog. And it's Christmas mm-hmm. party. Sure. It's Christmas party. Yeah. Or it's August. And she wanted, like, people wanted, like, eggnog e- in eggnog. August. Yeah. yeah. And the air conditioner is broken. Mm-hmm. So people are, are like, are standing around in little groups. And she's standing there. And she overhears, like, in between, like, the peas and carrots, peas and carrots. Like, oh, Johnny's leaving. Uh, Johnny fell in love. And she, and, and she drops the eggnog. Oh, that's yeah. and then goes straight over to Johnny. You know what? I think that's probably it. We did she say pro- his name is Johnny, right? It's Johnny. Okay, it's Johnny. Let's yeah, just yeah. say it's Johnny. Uh, that's that's true. It could be that they're not announcing it. It's not like hear ye, hear ye. Johnny's <laughs> leaving with a lady. Uh, mm. Johnny Johnny fell in love. It's just you know, she's maybe she's maybe Laura's at fault. Maybe she's snooping on people. You don't know. Maybe there's a private conversation. Maybe she's picking up the other line in the study. Well, uh, here's here's the thing. And if it's one thing, like, if I guess it's possible you didn't know. But if you're at a party, you know Laura is there, right? You got to have your head on a swivel, right? You can't, you can't just be <laughs> You can't just be talking up a storm about how Johnny's leaving Laura without realizing that she's, like, within earshot. You know what I'm saying? Second thing I want to say is this is why I – when like something like this comes up, I'm like, don't tell me, don't tell. I don't want to know. I don't want to know because this goes back to my I, me hating surprise parties right. because I'm always afraid that I'm gonna be the guy who's gonna accidentally blurt out the like, oh, we'll see you on Tuesday. What's yeah. Tuesday? Oh crap! I just ruined the surprise party. I don't want to be the guy who knows that Johnny's leaving Laura 
Because then, I what if I say something and I turn around? Oh, Laura's coming out of the bathroom. I have well, two things. And, now, I, and, uh, and now I'm the they. Now I'm the they. I need, you to, know say, what I'm I need to say two things, Dan. Number mm-hmm. one is, I believe Michael was about to say it. Who's having a surprise party on a Tuesday? What a, okay. what, what a miserable boring surprise party. <laughs> this <be> like, listen, <laughs> listen, we're going to have a surprise party. It's a very important time. When is it going to be? Tuesday. Tuesday. I have work on Wednesday. What are you talking about? Nobody I only I only get invited to surprise parties like in the office. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. The, the second like we're gonna, thing. We're going to get some. We're going to get a box of cookies. Uh, mm-hmm. And everybody could just, you know, bring a soda from the vending machine. But but here's what I'm saying. Now I've a ruined the fact you're having a surprise party, and b ruined that it's going to be a very lame surprise party because <laughs> it's on a Tuesday <laughs> afternoon and no one's going to show up because everyone's got to work. Okay. So right there, now I'm doubly the jerk. My second thing is this, and and I think we'll probably get into it is the fact that we're insinuating that Johnny is leaving Laura, like they're right. in a relationship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, am I jumping the gun to say we don't know that that's true? I think we'll uh, we'll put Are a we, pin in. Okay, it. we'll put yeah. a pin in it. Because, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. B- because I will say that I've heard this song obviously before. Sure. Um, either this version or the the other more you know famous version. I don't know if it's more famous, but the one I'm more familiar with. Anyway, um, I never noticed that there is a line that indicates that perhaps. This is not as clear cut as it makes. Yes. Sense. Yeah. Yeah. I never noticed that before. So I'm very excited. So imagine me in my own music video walking down a, a crowded <laughs> city street, belting this out and yeah. just stopping and being like, what? Yeah. Right. What just happened? Agreed. And then turning people like, did you hear this? You, you mm-hmm. should listen to this. Just like shoving <laughs> your headphones onto people. Look, in a couple of months. Uh, there's gonna be COVID. We're not gonna be able to do this. So you got, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shove these headphones. Right now is the time when we could do this. You know what I'm saying? For the rest of our lives, we'll, we'll have second thoughts about touching the pole on the subway. But right now, we can do this. Yeah. Um. So you listen to this, and then I'm gonna give you a long hug, random stranger. Okay. <laughs> um, let's okay. let's talk about this less than six feet apart. It's fine. <laughs> so. Um, all right. So from the look upon your face, I see it's true. So tell me all about it. And this is the part again where I'm like, well, uh, here's the thing, Laura. And like, oh, oh, you're you're gonna continue on. I thought you were gonna give me a little space. <laughs> It'd be great, like if there was just like 30 <laughs> seconds of music for me to respond. Yeah. To I, it, I, you know what I mean? Just to go back a second, like the look upon your face, I see it's true. Such a great mm-hmm. line. Such like. He doesn't say anything, doesn't right. have to acknowledge it. Like, there's just this moment of, like, unspoken, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, sadness, right. kind of guilt. You feel bad, but not really. Mm-hmm. Right. Leaving anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And there's that, well, because what you want is that look of shock of, like, what? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Right. Yeah. Where is this coming from? But even just the kind of, like, mm, Yeah. Unless you know, it's you know. the look upon your face where, like, his face is like he's just saying the word yes. Yes, I'm leaving. And, right. Right. And it's like, oh, your your mouth is moving in such a way that <laughs> it looks like your face is telling me yes. Yes. I now regret my seven years of learning lip reading because <laughs> I not only heard the word yes, but I could see you forming it with This your is mouth. a roundabout way of me saying that I just heard you say yes. <laughs> right. Um... So, uh, all right. So tell me all about it. Tell me about the plans you're making. 
Then tell me one more thing before I go. One more. Sure, thing. Columbo. One more thing. One more thing. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like on this her way a, out the door. This is a story of Columbo getting dumped <laughs> and how he starring Laura Brown. How he goes. And how he That's what Peter Falk yeah. wanted. He said, "Listen, if I am ever, if my character of Columbo is right. ever played uh, for be, by getting right. dumped, I, it has to be Laura Browning who yeah, plays yeah. me." And he, Peter Falk yeah. gets yeah, yeah, what yeah. Peter Falk wants as as Columbo. <laughs> uh, tell me one thing: uh, How am I supposed to live without you? Uh, I'll stop doing that now. Thank you. Tell me. So how am I? How am I supposed to? Oh, go on. Well, but as so she she says this. He acknowledges, yes, he's leaving. It's true. Mm-hmm. Um, she gives him a moment to tell about the plans that he's making. And he's like, well, I'm going to go. Um, and she's walking out. And as she's at the door, she says, tell me one more thing, one thing more before I go. And then she turns around and belts this out <laughs> and it escalates. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because it's not just that she's sad. It is, how am I supposed to live without you? Well, I think it's also, I mean, it's interesting that she, because when she sees that it's true, she could turn around and leave. But she doesn't go right into the chorus and that, and her question. She first says, tell me about it. Tell me the plans. Because even though it's hurting me, I need to know what you're doing. I need to know that right. because you're a part of my life. I need to know what's mm. happening. And I guess it doesn't sit well with her because then she belts out these questions, (laughs) (laughs) these escalating questions. Like, oh, how interesting. One more question. (laughs) Um, Yeah, what if she was like, tell me what the plans you're making? Uh, And then he told her and she was like, oh, you know what, actually, that that sounds great. Yeah, I was, (laughs) I mean, I was coming here. I'm not gonna lie to you. I was kind of coming here spoiling for a fight, but now, now that you've explained it, makes sense. Um, yeah, really makes really makes a lot of sense. The charts help emotionally, I'm not lie financially. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. it just all makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> you you really you've really thought this out. So Phoenix all right, is, well, it's been Phoenix is really up and coming. <laughs> he takes out a trip <laughs> itinerary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess you know. If you're ever back in town, look me up. Uh, but it's been, it's been, it's been real. And I guess I own I guess. this timeshare too. You were this <laughs> whole plan was very convincing. Yeah, very convincing. Anyway, uh, Brannigan out. I guess. <laughs> no other questions. No other questions. <laughs> this is the shortest episode of Columbo that we've ever had. <laughs> you really explained everything. Um. So no, but of course she uh, she's not happy with the answer because she says, "Tell me, how am I supposed to live without you? Now that I've been loving you so long, how am I supposed to live without you? How am I supposed to carry on when all that I've been living for is gone?" Oof. Yeah, <laughs> it's rough. I mean, yeah, not much to say. <laughs> it's really tough. And how do you how do you answer that? As the person she's speaking to, how, how do you answer that? Mm-hmm. I um, we can't answer it. Yeah, no. and well, it's it's worth noting, like Laura Branigan has an amazing voice and and a really unique voice, and she is acting the hell out of this song. Like she, you are feeling every moment of emotion in this song, especially yeah. at that chorus. This is yeah. really the perfect time to use the phrase. 
is this a rhetorical question? Right. <laughs> if ever there was a time you- to use that phrase, now is that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> After the chorus, he's like, have you thought about getting a goldfish? Right. Well, as I say, just him being like, first of all, do you, do you want me to answer? Like, again, is this rhetorical? Or like, let's say I was listening to this on the radio in a car. <laughs> Would you want me to respond to what you're saying? Or this is this is more for effect. Um, B, look, I mean, I get it. Like, she's in a rough spot right now. But, th- you know, uh, maybe this is not the time. But you might want to be like, have you, like, have you looked into, like, dependency issues? Because... <laughs> I feel like I'm the only reason you're living. Like that—that's a lot. I'm a look. I understand you're in a bad spot right now, and I don't mean to make this all about me, but this is a lot on me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that like I can't do anything with my life because the only reason that you're living is me. I just that puts me in a weird Did you see my charts? Spot. Remember my charts? You know they sa- weren't right. This is really uh, yeah. putting you know, I've put another axis like- into my chart now. I feel like this is putting a lot of pressure on me, much like that time you told me about your sister's surprise party on a Tuesday. <laughs> I felt like this is a similar situation. <laughs> I just feel like there's a lot of pressure on me is all I'm saying, Laura. Anyway, back, you were asking some questions. I'm sorry. Let's get back to what you were saying. Didn't come here for crying. Didn't come here to break down. It's just a dream of mine is coming to an end. How can I blame you when I built my world around the hope that one day we'd be so much more than friends? And I don't want to know the price I'm going to pay for dreaming. I need you now. It's more. Rachel, do you have the, the lyrics there in front of you? I sure do. Okay, can you read me the next two lines? <laughs> yep. You, you're going to be Laura, sure. and I'll I'll play Johnny. Just, just the next two lines. Okay. okay. Didn't come here for crying. Didn't come here to break down. Okay, Laura, let me just say this. I am so glad to hear that because <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad that you did not come here for crying or breaking down because that would have been <laughs> so awkward for me. So anyway, I'm re- thank you for telling me that right at the top. It's been great seeing you. Um, uh, uh, if you want to, if you want to keep those charts and pamphlets that I gave you, <laughs> go right ahead. That's fine. You can keep those. I printed a million of them. So. I do have two more verses and three more choruses to speak to you about Johnny. But <laughs> uh-huh. the, also, okay. saying didn't come here for crying, didn't come here to break down after the <laughs> after the chorus. Is like this is a little too little too late, Laura. <laughs> you belted right. those those questions out so right. that seems like breaking down a little bit didn't but come here she's... for crying unless you johnny wish to cry yes because you're regretting leaving or is she stealing herself is she trying to like regain her composure through this do you think oh could be maybe I... she's not saying it to to johnny maybe she's she's right. saying it to herself oh you like, think don't... that she was telling him not to cry or break down no, no I, I, th- oh. I think i think she right. was saying that the Oh, she, I'm sorry. Go on. No, you, you've got something. Go ahead. Oh, no. I was. I just love the idea of her being like, listen, I don't want to hear you cry. I don't want to hear you breaking down. I'm not here for that right now. Okay? I No, I think it's it's very don't cry out loud. She's, she's right. saying like, look, I 
I didn't come here to to cry and break down in front of you. I just I just right. need to talk to you about this one tiny thing. How am I supposed to live <laughs> without you? Just tell me. Um, um, it's not a big deal. I mean, I'm not freaking right. out here. But uh, right. everything I'm living for is gone. I mean, so the non the non joke answer is I think what she's what she's saying is like I'm actually like maybe the crying and breaking down will come will come later. Yeah. But I'm yeah. not even at that point yet. Right. I'm at the point of genuinely asking you how am I supposed to live with like I literally don't know what I'm going to do. Right. Now. Like I'm I'm still in the shock phase of like what the hell am I supposed to do? Um, the joke answer is when she says, how am I supposed to live without you? And be like, maybe take up tennis or something. <laughs> I, I like, you know, and her being like, oh, yeah, actually, that's wow. I really can't thank you enough. I've been um, meaning to do that anyway. Yeah. I mean, that's that actually works out great. Um, and uh, so anyway, I didn't come here for crime. Didn't come for breakdown. I came here for a genuine answer. You gave it to me. So, again, Brandon, out. Great to see you. Next time you're in town, <laughs> give me a call. Yep. I didn't come here for crying, didn't come here to break down. I came to right. borrow a cup of sugar. Mm-hmm. I am baking a cake and I live next door. <laughs> Do you have a cup of sugar? Yeah. Um, I need that sugar. And that tennis thing is going to be really great when I go in for that audition for Columbus. So I can't. <laughs> it's all working really out. Good. I feel like I'm getting shape. Um, it's going to be great. And they're doing um, an episode coming up called The Mystery of the Tennis Player. So. <laughs> I mean, every third episode of Columbus is about a tennis player. It's not going to lie to you. <laughs> They had a thing. They had a thing. Um, so, okay. I didn't come here crying. Didn't come here to break down. It's just a dream of mine. It's coming to an end. That is How some I... real good passive aggression right there. I mean, again, like we don't, obviously we don't know the full story here. But, and I don't, and I understand she's going through it. I get it. But I do kind of feel where it's like, oh, okay. I mean, I, this is, a, again, this is a little bit much on me. <laughs> that that all of your hopes and dreams rely on me. So are you are um, you are you okay? Yeah, you know, just a dream of mine coming to an end. I mean, I literally have nothing else to live for. But beyond that, no, it's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just a dream of mine is coming to an end. How could I blame you when I build my world around the hope that one day we'd be so much more than friends? Are you kidding? There me? it is. How? I've listened to this song for a <laughs> long time, and before last week, I didn't even think about that. So, are they are they not together? I don't think so. I don't I think, think they are. That they are friends. Well, here's, here's the only thing I will okay. say: was I think the only possible interpretation that makes Laura slightly less insane than I think we're going to talk about in a second is that what she's saying is is that he's saying. Hey, like they are together, and he's he's basically saying, "I hope we can just be friends after this." Okay. And her being like, "I don't want to just be friends." I agree with you, Rachel. I'm just saying that is the only interpretation well, I, where that makes I, sense. If not, because again, if you are a friend with someone and they come to you and they're like, "Not only are we not together, but I am madly in love with you," and the fact that you're in love with someone else, like my whole world has ended, and it's like. I, I don't know what to say. I mean, we play squash on Tuesdays, like when we don't have surprise parties. But other than that, I don't know what to tell you. Why are like, our Tuesdays so full? We gotta spread it out. There's six other days six of the week. Other days. 
I mean, on Tuesday, like I hit the bed midnight on Tuesday. I am exhausted. <laughs> I because I all I everything is packed in on on one day. Yeah. <laughs> My Wednesdays are basically ch- yeah, yeah, shot. No, I, I can't do, do it. And there's nothing. I'm useless on Wednesdays. I'm, everyone knows I'm useless on Wednesdays. Oh, hump day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that this is crazy. Here's what I think this is. And I don't think she's overreacting. I think that this is saying more about her feelings towards herself than about Johnny. Because I think what this is is saying, I can't blame you. I... I missed my shot, right? I uh, always assumed that we would be more than friends, that it would work itself out, and at some point at the end of the day, we would be together. But I didn't say anything like that. I, did, I clearly didn't make any approaches in that way, and now it's too late, and this is, this is it. And I think that's maybe why she's saying, I didn't come here for crying, I didn't come to break down. It's just this dream, like I, I was living this sort of fantasy that at some point we would be more than friends and and it didn't happen. And so she's and saying that, and the reality is that it's not going to happen. Of the of the two of them, there's one who keeps tearing around and one who can't move. That's Isn't right. Isn't it rich? Michael. It's a set in the yeah. clown situation. It is set in the clowns. I was gonna say my best friend's mm-hmm. wedding, but yes, Michael. <laughs> that's true. So uh, yeah. Right, and of course, Sending the Clowns is the song that Krusty the Crown famously sung during his last episode. We all know that. That's right. So we're fine. That's that's, that's right. where um, that song's originally from. That's true. <laughs> um, man, that threw me off. I was going to say something. Oh, I know what I was going to say. So, um, okay. Well, all right. Let me ask you this question. Sure. Johnny, and I do have to say, if I'd known we were going to say Johnny so much, I would have picked a funnier name like Herbert, but it's too late now. <laughs> The horse is out of the barn. He's basic. We're John. We're Johnny now. Um, does Johnny know her feelings? I don't. Or is this coming out of nowhere? As far as he's concerned, I, I here's my assumption. I think we've been they've been friends for so long, right? Mm. And I think that what's what's happening is he probably had a thought, but I don't know if you know this, but uh, sometimes men. I mean, it's not saying that this is a man, but. Let's see, he's Johnny right now. So yeah. let's say Johnny. But m- okay. men can be a little dense when it comes to those things and not understand mm-hmm. it. And so yeah. he might be like, oh, maybe Laura likes me, but I don't know. She's never said anything. She doesn't right. do, I mean, we're just, we're friends. She's never said anything. And so when this comes up, it's like, what? Uh, what? So I think right. it's, I think it's um not completely shocking. It's just that he didn't see it coming that she would ever make her actual feelings known. Okay. That's my thought. Mm. That's a long way to go for that answer, but here we are. (laughs) Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, I just, and again, this is coming from a dense man. Sure. Um, But I mean, and I, I was not expecting when I got on the mic today that I was going to spend a lot of time worrying about the man in this situation. (laughs) (laughs) Or or Laura's beloved or whatever, but I I mean I do I like I understand she's going through it, but I do sort of I can't help but sympathize with the guy who's just like, wait, what? Like sure. not only like hey by the way, you know, I I get it. You're moving to Phoenix, the right. like the charts helped, um, <laughs> but Dry I just heat. I feel like before you leave I, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, no, no, I love it, um. They say 110, but it's a dry heat. 
Like yeah. it's it makes all the difference in the world. Um, like I get it, but I just like before you leave, I need to like I just gotta say like I really liked you, like I had a crush on you, whatever. And then being like, wow, that's I had no idea. But her being like, how am I supposed to live without you? <laughs> now that everything I've been living for is gone. And then being like, I don't know what to say. Like this is really We usually hang out as a group. <laughs> <laughs> On Tuesdays. Yeah, we're the least the romantic dude. day of the week. That's what I'm saying. I mean, we do bar trivia. Like, I just did not, I did not see this coming. That's all I'm saying. Oh, man, those bar trivia romances. <laughs> <laughs> she says, I don't want to know the price I'm going to pay for dreaming. I need you now. It's more than I can take. I'm thinking like a lot of this has to be internal, right? Like, you think so? I hope so. <laughs> I don't know, man. Michael's not good with emotion. <laughs> He's like, keep that all inside. Don't, don't cry, cry out, out loud. loud. <laughs> right. I'll tell you one thing: but baby it, cried the day the circus came to town. That was it, mm -hmm. and that um, was the last time. That's right. I, I don't know. I mean, oh, make a note. That's probably a story song. Sure. It's tough. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to know the price I'm going to pay for dreaming. This is the point where she's putting a bit much on him. Because it's like, what do you mean the price you're going to pay? Like, you're just going to fall apart? Your life is going to fall apart? Right. Like, you, you got to. Well, I think it, the, it, the price is she risks getting hurt. But she risked well, I mean, she, she already risked it. it. She paid it. The risk it. is in. Yeah. yeah. She already paid it. Like she I don't want to she... know the price I'm going to pay for dreaming. She, she paid the price. Well, now she is. Yeah. Yeah, and by by the, letting herself feel like the, something like that that they could be together. I gotta and I gotta say like and this this goes for the listening audience at home like don't don't ever get in this situation. Like I know feelings are scary. I know putting yourself at risk is scary. But just ever just just hit them just once. Like how long do you think they've been friends? Years? Like just Sounds once. Like it. Just hit them with a you up text. Like you just you gotta <laughs> try it. You got to try it because, like, it, at some point, you know he's not going to stay single forever. If we had right? if we had a the more you know uh, section, it would be called a don't be a Brannigan. <laughs> yeah, don't exactly what I'm saying. Don't be a Brannigan. Right. That's our, goofus and that's our goofus and gallant. <laughs> Brannigan right. is our goofus. Um, <laughs> no, but seriously, like, you know, I mean, I, I, again, I feel bad for her. And I did not expect to be coming into this song criticizing the person singing this song um and i'm not criticizing them no but i'm but i'm just saying like first of all there's a lot to put on johnny a and then b i mean look we all know johnny's a catch right <laughs> he's a he's a snack and a half that's so what everybody's no, talking about there's, he's there's he's no so way. cool that people right. will go to his party on a tuesday night that's what i'm saying and then they'll talk about how he's he's falling in love with someone else at his party in front of laura <laughs> Cause, cause I mean, it just they gotta cause they don't want to, but they gotta talk about Johnny. Oh, yeah. They just gotta talk about Johnny. Like they can't <laughs> help it. That's how cool he is. So there's no way he was gonna stay single. For and that that's all that they talk gotta... about. It's either Johnny or peas and carrots, peas and carrots, peas and carrots. That's it's right. just that's right. <laughs> just noise in the background. Right. I you know the thing is I like Johnny a lot, but the fact that all of his friends are are extras, like literally, <laughs> it's a, it's a real problem. It's oh, just a big man. sign of the party. Says welcome day players. Whenever we're hanging out, all they say is peas and carrots. Uh, and when he's not around, they literally do nothing. They just stand. <laughs> they don't move. It's really weird. Except eat at that craft um, table, that craft service table. 
Who are you inviting? Right. You know the townspeople. <laughs> Do they have names? Not if I pay. Not if I have to pay them more. I mean, <laughs> yeah. No way. They cannot say more than five lines That's right. um, at any given moment. Um, no, but you know all my friends. Uh, man number one, guy with a limp. <laughs> lady number two, soldier. You know, like they're all gonna know, be ensemble. there. They're all gonna be there. <laughs> man with hat. Ensemble. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, I don't know, do it. I mean, do we want to talk about her price for dreaming? I, 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 <laughs> I feel like this, this song is too heavy to me. I, I want to, like, talk about other things. But I think it's the, the it's one. And the it one is. Line, this is. This is pretty rough. The, I don't know, know the price I'm going to pay for dreaming. Fine. But when she says, I need you now, it's more than I can take. That Right. She, that is the moment, I think, the realization of, like, of saying, I, I did not realize it until this moment. That mm. this is my, it's everything is bubbling up at this moment. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So maybe, all right, you know what? Maybe, yeah. Maybe I'm going to uh, be more forgiving of Laura and just saying maybe this is all just flowing out of her. Yeah, I think so. Like she didn't, she didn't fully appreciate or understand what she she's was going processing in the moment. moment. I think mm. she's processing yeah. in the moment because I think, right. I think in her mind she had before the, before the look on his face. I think there oh, was a, a hint of this isn't real, this isn't real, this isn't real, and then that hit her, and then everything just it uncorked, and now it's it's not stopping. Much <laughs> <for laughs> more choruses. So then she says again, "Tell me how am I supposed to live without you? Now that I've been loving you so long, how am I supposed to live without you? And how am I supposed to carry on when all that I've been living for is gone?" And then what's cool is. To accentuate that, uh, she plays a guitar solo. Where were you holding that guitar? <laughs> Why did you bring that with you? You know, everyone has ways of processing their grief, and I understand. <laughs> this is what you need to do. So I'm a, It's if you the could, Fender like, method. I get it. Here's what... <laughs> I am going to do that. After three minutes, I am going to turn on this red light just to let you know that you have 30 more seconds. <laughs> and then you got to wrap it up and get off stage. And Johnny's um, like, no, that is that is nice. It is, mm -hmm. it's still sad. It sounds sad, but there's a right. power to it. There's like a power ballad feel to it. So there's an intensity. So it's really mimicking the emotion of this conversation. So good job. <laughs> and so, and then she says, I don't want to know the price I'm going to pay for dreaming now that your dream has come true. Uh, Real passive aggressive. I. That's the thing. I it don't is think super... it's passive aggressive. Well, passive it, aggressive it, would mean that she was doing it purposefully. I don't think. No, she no, is. she's not. But she's there is a little bit. It. She's processing. Yeah, th I think that's. I think that's internal. So I. I get it, but I think there's also a like. Oh, well, I'm glad you're happy. Yeah. Aspect. You know what I mean to it. Where oh, oh like, has your I'm dream glad, come yeah. true? How nice. Oh, you're. Oh. Oh, that's great. That's great for you, I guess. <laughs> I think Bully we, we also, you. right before she plays the guitar for a good 30 seconds, mm -hmm. uh, there's like a little bit, I guess it's like a key change. Um, and oh, got it. And a song like this, yeah. there better be a key change. But like, it just so heightens the emotion, just adds to okay. it. It's so good. I mean, I love dumb action movies. And like, a key change in a song like this <laughs> is like an explosion in a movie. I have seen <laughs> that's a 50, really good <laughs> But I've seen 50,000. I never get tired of like, oh, that building's going to blow up. There it went. That's great. 
<laughs> like, there many times I see it, I'm always into it. So, and again, like, you know, a song like this, you're like, this is really intense. I bet there's a key change coming. Here it comes. Here it comes. Key change. Yeah, baby. Key change. <laughs> Woo. So then she says, how am I supposed to live without you? Now that I've been loving you so long, how am I supposed to live without you? And how am I supposed to carry on when all that I've been living for is gone without you? Oh. I love this part of the song because love a chorus that changes at the end. It, it's oh, yeah. just a slight change, and it isn't necessarily. It's you know how in in songs like sometimes they'll just like move a word over just a little bit and it like becomes completely different. Uh huh. She's she's clarifying for him that it is him, right? That it is Johnny in this case right. that is that is what she's been living for. And it is gone without him. Yeah. And there's such emotion in her voice in that line that oh yeah, it's well, I mean, perfection. I'm going to say this, Laura Bragan. Pretty good. Pretty good. I'm going well to say that. I'm going to say that. I'm going to say that out there. <laughs> well done, Laura. Um, and then I do like she reverses it at the end. Because she says, after I've been loving you so long, how am I supposed to live without you? Which is A, effective. But also B, like we said, kind of sounds like, uh, like an essay, like in high school. Where, where <laughs> yeah, like, bring it back around. Like, the last sentence is like, and that's why America was right to adopt the Marshall Doctrine. Period. Like just, <laughs> that's right. You know, you start with the topic sentence, that's and then right. you want to have the conclusion at the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so after I've been loving you for a very, 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 very long time. Got to hit that. Got to hit that word count. Come on, word. 300. Watching the lower right hand corner. So close. Select all word count. 297. So close. Let's do expanding universe. Expanded universe. It's. Definitely, um, she heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend who heard it from yeah, somebody right. else, right? 100%. I mean, this is the same town. Yeah, this is the the be. chatty that chatty town. These, like, I actually that I actually like better if this is literally the same friend right. who just can't keep their <laughs> GD mouth shut, <laughs> like that. <laughs> if it just like because I the fact that this is happening with multiple people is upsetting, but if it's just one person, that at least I can buy. I can accept all the that. other story song singers get together. They're like, "Can we all talk about how this one dude in our town is ruining everybody's <laughs> secrets? Like, or just mm-hmm. just stop talking, dude. Just stop he just, talking." He just runs by and goes, "Vicky Lawrence was the real killer." Oh, come <laughs> on, man! What are you doing? You're giving away everybody's secrets. <laughs> and it's it's got to be the same thing where it's I heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend. She, so she goes to confront Johnny and she says, uh, "I heard you were leaving." And she says, "Where'd you hear that from?" Mm-hmm. Did some friend tell you? Well, a a friend of a friend. It's, a friend of a friend. I don't I don't know him, but like the two of them told me, and it's some some guy who my friend is friends with. Oh, you heard right. it from the bank, didn't you? Yes, I heard <laughs> it from the bank. All these things happen at the bank. Jeez. But she says they said. So it wasn't like in I, I think it's possible, like take it on the run. It's it, it's I heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend who heard it from another. So it's like thrice removed. She heard it from they. Sure. So I think the only people who really just like sit there and talk about other people would have to be the Harper Valley PTA. Oh, there you go. There you go. That makes sense. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I like that. 
Like Barbara Eden walks up to her at a newsstand. <laughs> Is that where, yeah. and do you think that's where Reginald Ethel Othello, I forget what we said already, <laughs> so far in that there song. But do we think that's where Reginald was also heard from the PTA? Probably, the yeah. Valley PTA? Oh. Yeah. Well, it was a friend. Like, they're all friends on the PTA, but they're not all directly friends. Like, one is a friend of a friend of a friend, but they're all on the PTA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why do I feel like the expanded universe is, the story song expanded universe, It both is both a 70s made-for-TV movie, but, yeah. but filmed on a s- soundstage for a 1950s musical. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like it's that, that, it's that of, town. It's that town. It's like the Music Man town. Or like I was actually just thinking the Music Man. Yeah, of course you were. Because that's what it is. Also, that's mm-hmm. all I think about. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, but, I mean. But that's what it looks like. It looks like a, like a movie musical. That's um, right. Or like a town at a theme park. Mm-hmm. Where it's like all the townspeople kind of live there and they, they all. Right, right, right. right. You know, like every day well, the, at three o'clock, somebody rides their bike and says, Mickey Lawrence is the real murderer. <laughs> yep. Well, there's that weird feeling when you're watching a movie, right? Especially an old movie where they're, they're supposed to be outside, but they're clearly inside. Right. Yes. Right. I don't know. I don't know how to describe that because you don't, you can't see the sky, but right. somehow you just know that those people in the music, man, they're not at a real town square. That is clearly, they are in a giant warehouse. Where, where they yeah. have set that up. That's not happening outside. So, um, no, I think that they filmed. Didn't they film that like on a back lot? I don't know. It looked outside. But, but are they outside? I don't. I don't know. But I, see, I feel like when you when you never see the sky, yeah. that's always that's always the dead giveaway. Well, if there are no shadows, <laughs> right? <that's>, yeah. <laughs> Something about the lighting. The lighting is perfect but. in this town. <laughs> but I do um, think, yeah, I think that's. I think this is, uh, you know. She's hearing it from everywhere. I think the they is everybody. It's the Take It on the Run people. It's the Harper Valley PTA. Nobody can talking about it. Okay, let me ask you this question, though. Do you think they know how Laura feels? No, nobody knows how okay. Laura feels. They're just right. gossiping right. about Johnny's Well, new then that's love. fine. Or not even gossiping. They're just and, saying, hey, did you hear what happened with Johnny? He's got a girl. Maybe they, like, moving. you know, they're just talking. To, yeah, they're just talking excitedly. They're not even gossiping. Yeah. They're just talking about their friend. And meanwhile... Laura is dying inside. That's true. Um, yeah. So gotta... Oh, that's even sadder. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, she's got to solve that tennis murder. Um, <laughs> so hopefully, that'll take her mind off of Johnny. <laughs> um, oh no! It's t- oh, no. fifteen. Love. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, that's no good. Laura, the sad detective. <laughs> My 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 failed pilot. Um, <laughs> Do you think um, after this conversation, mm. I think Laura wanted to go get a drink, uh-huh. and she wanted to hear some songs for the lost and the lonely? Yep. Uh, hey, that one actually oh, yeah. works. It does. Yeah. <laughs> they all work. So she went to yep. uh, hear Pearl, a singer, sing some songs mm-hmm. from the lost and the lonely. All right. Well, I think let's uh, let's cut it off there. And um, Pearl is perfection. Let's end it with Pearl. Uh, and uh, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about the history of this song with Story Behind the Story. At Mercury Theater Podcast, we have visitors from all over. We've had pirates, um, conspiracy theorists, a detective, role players, and so many more. We had to go through airport security every day. On our record, I stepped in elephant manure. 
elephant manure. That elephant was lucky. I wasn't allowed to use the lavatory even though I was just on my way before the film roll. Oh, how very unfortunate for you. Ever had a whip to the face? Because it sucks. You guys had it easy. For the holiday episode, Craft Services only provided honey-baked ham and fruitcake. Yeah, this group gets pretty rowdy, so I try to keep them all in different episodes. Join us at Mercury Theater Podcast and get lost in a 30-minute audio movie, one episode at a time. Mercury Theater Podcast. All right, we're back. It's time for story behind the story. Where did this uh, story come from and how did it come to our lives? Michael. Yes. Tell us the story behind this story. How Am I Supposed to Live Without You was released as a single on July 1st, 1983. It went to number 12 on the Billboard Hot 100 and number one on the Billboard Adult Contemporary Charts. Went Mm -hmm. to number one on the Adult Contemporary Charts in Canada and went to number 46 in Australia. Um, I mean, I got to say, and I don't mean to, this is nothing against the song, Uh but... If this song didn't hit number one on the right. adult contemporary charts, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. The world would have turned upside That's down. Right. I mean, this is this is the ultimate adult contemporary chart song. This is a song for sad adults sitting in their car, yeah, having a right. good cry. That's right. This, um, is, this is what this is what a friend of mine once referred to as divorce rock. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so, uh, How Am I Supposed to Live Without You was written by Michael Bolton. Yes, that mm-hmm. Michael Bolton and yeah. Doug James. It was originally offered to Air Supply. Mm-hmm. Can see they it. never recorded it. No. That's on them. I would like to think that it's because the title doesn't have the word love in it. But... Ha! <laughs> 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 uh, Actually, what happened was Clive Davis, who was the president of Arista Records, which was Air Supply's label, uh, mm-hmm. wanted to change some of the lyrics. And uh, Michael Bolton and Doug James refused. And Davis turned down the song. And then it was offered to Laura Branigan. What? Um, I'm going to say this. Not, I, it, it, I'm glad Air Supply didn't do it. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. That's okay. all I'm going to say. Again, this is not an anti-Air Supply thing, but I, I think Laura... Of, it would have been cheesy with Air Supply. Well, I Laura, I, I, I love Air Supply. It, knocked it out of the park. Air Supply know, is great, just, but I think just, it would have been a completely different have, song. They're just not going to have the emotion. Yes. And I don't understand what lyrics they, that Clive Davis would have wanted to change. Is it the crying know. and the breaking down? He's like, no, 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 no. Go, I need them to go there to cry and to break down. <laughs> no, I did come here for crying. I did I, come here I to break here down. I came here to cry, down, yeah. cry and I came to break down. He was like, the story doesn't make sense if they don't cry. Yeah. Um, I don't know exactly what they wanted to change, but I mean, Clive Davis is usually pretty spot on, I think, yeah. with uh, his, you know, music choices. Sure. I think he was, I think he was, I don't know. There's a whole story. I mean, he's Clive Davis. Yeah. So, have to say. <laughs> like... I mean, he, like, Barry Manilow uh, was on Arista, and, like, I think there were songs that he suggested for Barry Manilow yeah. and stuff like that. So, so uh, Laura Branigan was born July 3rd, 1952, uh, upstate New York. She's a singer, songwriter, and actress. Her biggest commercial success was in the 80s, 
mostly early 80s, but throughout the 80s she had hits, uh, and she continued recording into the 90s. This song was released from as the second single from her second album, Brannigan 2. Uh, the album was released March of 83. <laughs> love, the, love, the reckoning. love, love, love. The baller move of, what's my album called? Brannigan. Because <laughs> that's my name. Hey, I'm making a second album. Guess what it's called? Brannigan 2. What are you going to do about it? But Nothing. Man, this is like... It's called Brannigan 2. Yeah, I, is it like Led Zeppelin 2? Yes, it is. Is my last name Brannigan? Yes. Do I sound like a 1950s detective? Yes, I do. <laughs> but didn't this just... Didn't the high? Didn't we just talk about with this this with the Highwaymen? Wasn't their second album the Highwaymen Two? I love it. I, it's a bother move. It's, it's a bother crazy. Move. Because here's why: what you're saying to the world is, I gave this zero thought. Right. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I don't title have to. Matter, com- man. I don't have because these songs are so good that I don't have to come up with a cool title. I'm gonna use my last name and there's a second album, so I'm gonna put two on the end, and you're gonna buy it. <laughs> you're welcome, America. And it's that's what I'm saying. Shoot to the top. <laughs> 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 that's what that's what Barbara Streisand did. Her first album yeah. was the Barbara Streisand album. <laughs> right. The second one was the second Barbara Streisand album. <laughs> and her third album was Barbara Streisand, the third uh, album. Right. Oh, and that, so that was like the early 60s and, and the record company wanted to give it like some right. sort of like cute record title. Right. And she was like, I'm going to call it the Barbara Streisand album. And they were like, why? And she was like, because that's what it is. Because also, I'm Barbara Streisand, and they're going to buy it. My fourth <laughs> album my fourth album is called, this is the Barbara Streisand album. I dare you not to buy it, jerk <laughs> face. Just hand you me the Grammys, please. Make my day if you don't want to buy yeah. it. Because guess what? You're going to buy it, okay? I'm hooked. So, uh, you're hooked now. I'm like a right. pusher, man. This is, I, you need your Streisand. You need don't it. Walk, don't walk past the S's like you're not going to buy my album, okay? You know you are. Because you're going to buy it. It's a low, who's who's kidding here who? That doesn't even make sense. I'm, I put the words out of order. It doesn't matter. I'm Barbara Streisand. The words don't even have to Does be not in matter. order. That is, yes, I want that all on the front. That whole thing I just said. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. Anyway. This album. So, Brannigan 2, the mm-hmm. sequel. Um, was released in March of 1983, uh, and this single, like I said before, was released on July 1st, 1983. Um, mm-hmm. The album peaked at number 29 on the album charts. Um, so after eight weeks on the chart, um, How Am I Supposed to Live Without You reached number one on the adult contemporary chart uh, the week of September 3rd, 1983. It replaced All Time High by Rita Coolidge, which I think is from a James Bond movie. And How Am I Supposed to Live Without You stayed at number one on the adult contemporary chart for three weeks and was replaced by Tell Her About It by Billy Joel. Oh my gosh, wait a minute. Tell Her About It is about telling somebody how you feel about them at that moment. Oh my God. He was trying to tell. It was an answer song. Oh, it's an answer song. It's amazing. (laughs) Anyway, go was, on. Billy Joel was trying to get a message to Laura Brannigan he was just, through the charts, and it just didn't He was three didn't weeks work. too late. Yeah. yeah. So what's interesting is, although this song was released in 1983, which was the MTV era, or the early MTV era, uh-huh. uh, there was no music video. Um, so it was kind of interesting that it did that well uh, and became such a huge hit without a video to promote it, because at this time, everybody was making music videos. Right. Uh, so even though there was no music video, um, the song was promoted with live performances on Solid Gold and Dick Clark's New Year's Rock and Eve. Nice. 
solid. I've seen these performances. Um, what a song for New Year's Eve, by the way. I, that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. Crazy bum everybody out real quick, if that's cool. <laughs> it's, Three, and they two, put, one. Take it away, Laura Bradigan. They put mm-hmm. her on shortly after midnight. Um, and right. there's just like this awkward kind of like couple slow dancing kind of thing where it's just in 80s clothes with that's, big hair. That's where Question. on, on mass. That's the year that on mass an entire group of couples broke up with each other. Do you not <laughs> right. remember? He's like, I'm so glad you're here. I don't know yeah. why Dick Clark did that. He was like, I need people on the verge of breaking up for this New Year's <laughs> Eve. Trust me, it's gonna work out. Hey guys, I mean not quick. for them, but for us. Real quick, so before the Orwellian nightmare of 1984 begins, <laughs> um, let's bum everyone out with uh, Laura Brannigan. Uh, <laughs> Um, and then report to your re-education center immediately. After. <laughs> <laughs> um, so besides this, uh, her biggest hits include uh, Solitaire, which uh, was released in 1983 and went to number seven. Good Self-Control, um, released in 1984. That song's amazing. Mm-hmm. What, it released in 1984, went to number four on the Hot 100, five on the Adult Contemporary, and two on the dance charts. Mm-hmm. Um and a little song you might have heard of called Gloria. Uh, uh, awesome! Whoop, whoop! That was why, because I was doing the good song before that, just to say that the Gloria is the best. Yeah. That song is, the, is, is a great awesome. Song. So good. Now, Gloria was, just to show you how uh, she had you know success early on, Gloria was, I think, the second single from her first album. Woo! Mm-hmm. Brannigan won. Um so that was released in 1982, went to number two on the Hot 100, and number 28 on the Adult Contemporary Charts, and number four on the Dance Charts. I mean, if you got a song like Gloria in your album, that's when you're like, I'm just going to call it Brannigan, because people are going to buy it. Yeah. yeah. It's got Gloria. You're not going to not buy the album that's got Gloria on it. So yeah. So what are you going to do? It's such a great um, song. That sounds great. Um, she also had a hit recording of the song The Power of Love in 1987. Uh, her recording was the most successful version of this song at that time. Uh, it was previously recorded by uh, the songwriter Jennifer Rush and by Air Supply. Air Supply comes back. Uh, and that was the most su- successful version on the charts until Celine Dion released it in 1993. Okay, what this is... is not the Huey Lewis. Yeah, I was going to say, no, what is different this song? This Thank is the Celine Dion Power of Love. So just to be clear, this is not how the Power of Love is a curious thing, right? <laughs> no. It is not. Okay. So I mean, I just lyrically, it is not, but in, thematically, yeah, I guess so. It'll make one man weep and another man sing. Just just so I'm clear, this is not what that's about. That's a different power. Yeah. All right. That's, what I'm that's a different love power. This is, this is the, the power of love where she is your lady. Oh, okay. And, I'm doing that song. Okay. And yeah. you are her man? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. the name of that song? Yeah. I just always called it the I'm your lady song. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, another interesting fact is a lot of her songs were actually covers uh, that were translated to English from other languages, uh, including mm. Gloria, uh, Tiamo, and Satisfaction. What? Wow. Yeah. I, no, I, I had want to no hear idea. The, the original Spanish version of Gloria now. That's great. Sadly, Laura Brannigan passed away in 2004. Mm. Um, but How Am I Supposed to Live Without You was the first major songwriting hit for Michael Bolton. Uh. Um, 
So this Michael, guy. yeah, maybe you've heard of him. Uh, Michael Bolton, born Michael Bolton, uh, was born February 26th, 1953. Uh, he recorded it for his 1989 breakthrough album, Soul Provider. Mm. Now, it is his breakthrough, but it is definitely not his first album. Uh, it was his sixth studio album. He had previously what? released albums in 1975, 1976, 1983, 1985, and 1987 with mm. some success. Um, 1987's The Hunger had two top 20 singles and three top 20 adult contemporary singles, but he was mostly at that point known as a songwriter. Wow. So, uh, Soul Provider went to... Which, P.S., by the way, I just I just figured out Soul Provider is S-O-U-L Provider, yep. Yep. not Soul Provider, like yep. I'm the Soul Provider. Yeah, he no. provides soul. Yeah. I got it now. Go on. He It's a, it's a pun. It's I a little it. play on words. Uh, Takes me a little while, but I get there. Oh, it's a comedy album. Did I not tell you? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Soul Provider went to number three on the album charts, and by 1994, it was certified six-time platinum. This thing, I mean, you could not not hear songs from this album. To this well, day, I, I mean. Yeah. I mean, I've heard the Laura Browning version, but the Michael Bolton version was the one that I was oh, yeah. much more familiar with. I mean, that they played that song incessantly everywhere it's, you went. Yeah, it's the one I hear in my head when I hear this song. <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, we decided to do the Laura Brannigan version because it was a hit and it was the first version. Yeah. Um, but yeah, his version was huge. Um, well, let me open up a uh, existential can of worms real quick, and then I'll try to close it again as fast as I can. But good luck. The Michael Bur- the Michael Bolton version. Okay. Is that a cover? Ooh. It's not the first, right. obviously. But he wrote it. But he Te- wrote it. Technically, Te- it would be, right? Okay. Yeah. Right? I mean, I guess, I don't know if there's like a definitive answer as to what a cover is, right? Because yeah. he he wrote the song, obviously. But, d- so but he didn't song. write it for himself. Right. Because he That's wrote true. it and it was it was given to air supply they said no it's not like my michael bolton was like well then i'll do it and they were like get out of here bolton right he was like well we're gonna give it to laura brannigan and she's gonna knock it out of the park okay all right but again i mean but he's like because in a weird way he's sort of coasting on the success of the original right right even though it's his song <laughs> it sounds right. weird yeah but okay all right so i'm gonna say it is oh he covered the song that he wrote right yeah, it's weird. Yeah, yeah that that's that just but again, that sounds weird to say. He, oh yeah, he that's that cover of that song that he wrote, right? Yeah. That he performed. It's like what? That doesn't yeah. make any sense. But no, it's weird. But it... yet here we are. <laughs> All right, um, I'm closing that can again. Yes, thank <laughs> you. That existential can of worms. Um, so the singles from that album were "Soul Provider," the title track, went to number seventeen, number three on the adult contemporary. How Am I Supposed to Live Without You went to number one, both on the Hot 100 and the Adult Contemporary chart. Sure. How Can We Be Lovers, uh, number three. Oh, God. Uh, I forgot huge that too. Yeah, yeah, it's a great Man. song. Number three, um, Hot 100 and Adult Contemporary. Uh, when I'm Back on My Feet Again, that's a really good song. Number seven um, on the Hot 100, number one on the Adult Contemporary, and then a cover of Georgia On My Mind. Uh, 36 Hot 100, number six adult contemporary. I remember that too. So here's an interesting uh, little fact that you could bring up uh, the next time you're at a party on a Tuesday night. Um, yeah, sure. 
Michael Bolton's recording of How Am I Supposed to Live Without You was the first new number one single of the 1990s. Okay. Let me explain. Uh, it reached number one the week of January 20th, 1990. So the last number one of the 80s carried over into 1990. Spanning um, two decades. Yeah. So the last number one of the 80s was uh, Another Day in Paradise by Phil Collins. It reached number one the end of December of 1989 and was number one through mid-January. Um, so Michael Bolton's How Am I Supposed to Live Without You was the first new number one of the 90s. So Michael Bolton's recording of How Am I Supposed to Live Without You uh, won the Best Male Pop Vocal Performance Grammy Award in 1990. His sure. next three albums after Soul Provider went to number one, number one, and number three. And the 1991 follow-up to Soul Provider called Time, Love, and Tenderness went eight times platinum in the U.S. The dude was unstoppable. He yeah. was Michael Bolton. <laughs> uh, I mean, he still is Michael Bolton, but... Yeah, most notably and most importantly, he appeared on the uh, the Lonely Islands digital short on Saturday Night Live, Jack Sparrow. That's so good. <laughs> I'm going to say, for me personally, yeah. that really helped rehabilitate his image because that's real funny. It's really yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, and I'm always, no matter who they are, I'm always a fan of someone who's got a sense of humor and uh, about themselves, and that that was that was good. Yeah. So I was like, all right, Bolton, you win this well round. Well done. <laughs> but I'll be back. <laughs> um, all right. Oh. Uh, very cool. Thank you for that history, Michael. Let's take a quick break, and we come back. We'll talk about the lesson we learned from this song with lessons learned. Friends help friends find the Story Song Podcast. And you can help your friends find the show by leaving us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll read the best reviews on the show. And then you'll be famous. And you won't have to be nice to your friends anymore. All right, we're back. It's time for Lessons Learned. What lesson did we learn from this song? Michael, let's start yes. with you. What lesson did you learn? Um, I learned that... If you invite friends to, say, a party mm -hmm. on a weekend, they might have plans. But if you have a party on a Tuesday, yep. nobody's got an excuse. Everybody has to go. There you go. That's right. That's right. That's how you get us to all your parties. Yeah. Yeah. Are you guys busy on Tuesday, by the way? Um, I have a thing. Oh. Yeah. I'm sorry. Mm, I'm sorry. Wednesday. I have a, I have a generic excuse, um, <sighs> so I got to do that. I'm sorry. Something about washing my hair. My lesson is spend a lot of time looking in the mirror, and practicing, for when your best friend, who's secretly in love with you, comes to confront you, <laughs> so you can keep a completely neutral expression <laughs> on your face at all yeah. times. So. But that's like super important because she's going to say, I can see it on your face. And you'd be like, no, you don't. Because I have spent years perfecting a perfectly uh, blank expression. And it's important right? because the way you guys met was um, by being professional poker players. So right, and she, that's can, the thing. Read, I was she say. can read tells <laughs> right. like nobody's business. Right, right. Well, I was going to say, the sad part, though, is that I will, in fact, meet my beloved 
who I'm leaving her for right. at the World Series of Poker right. because I'm just I'm cleaning up. <laughs> yeah. I'm cleaning up. That's right. So. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Rachel, what did you learn? Uh, I learned that if you hear a bit of news uh, about somebody possibly falling in love with somebody else and not you, don't Columbo it. Don't try and be a detective about mm. it. Cut to the chase. Go right yeah. to the person. And it's good to know mm. the people in the news, you know? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. Yeah, Don't yeah, you're yeah. not Columbo. Nobody's Columbo. <laughs> Nobody's Columbo. Except Peter Falk. Right. Exactly. Big lesson. Nobody's Columbo. That's right. That's right. <laughs> not anymore. Now that Fox got into that big tennis murder solving place in the sky, <laughs> right. I guess. Um, all right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to some of the Story Song Podcast. Please follow us on the socials, like Instagram, Twitter. And Facebook, and if you could leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, we would certainly appreciate it. We'll be back next episode with another great story song, so join us then. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Cazell. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening, and goodbye. Bye. Bye. Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. Find him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. Be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, and on Instagram at story song podcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts. The Story Song Podcast is a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Go to pantheonpodcasts.com. Thanks for listening. It's the story Hold on, she can't hear you yet. I'm going to stop recording. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, we were recording that? It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.